Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. But it may just be that there's just a handful of teams, not as many as you might think, interested in Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens will have the chance to match any offer sheet. This is Durden Sprague. There's no shot on paying Daniel Jones $40-plus million. Daniel Jones had a nice year. Like, he had a good season. He earned money. He totally changed the narrative around the player that he was. $40-plus million, and the main reason is he didn't throw a bunch of interceptions. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. That'll do it. A last-second hit, but the Portland Pilots are going back to the NCAA tournament. They win the West Coast Conference Tournament for the second time in four years, knocking off 15th-ranked Gonzaga 64-60. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Happy hump day to everybody out there who observes. Welcome back to the show. The play-by-play voice of your Portland lady pilots, Jason Swigard, where this has morphed into you being the men play-by-play guy, and now every March you become the women's play-by-play guy. Well, it's uh, taking advantage of the fact that the tournaments are played simultaneously at the same venue. And so they said, well, since you're down there and since everything's there, let's uh, let's have our women uh, on uh, on the call as well. And it works out schedule wise. So I said, let's do it. And they had an outstanding season and they got paid off uh, on Tuesday. Great upset. Great comeback and knocked off 15th rank in Zaga. And uh, they are going to the tournament and for. Uh, there's five players on this team that were on the 2020 team that won the conference tournament and then couldn't play in the NCAA tournament because it was canceled uh, because of COVID. So it was pretty emotional down there. Uh, AD Scott Lakeham came on the post game. He was crying. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a lump in my throat just knowing how much they've been working to try to get back and, and for – Alex Fowler and Haley Andrews and Keely Frawley and those ladies to let them have that NCAA tournament experience. It's interesting. We have uh, Kate Fagan on the show today. Yeah, who wrote? She just wrote a book, and it's it, it's an interesting concept for a book. It's it's basically going through the history of women's basketball, and it's it's a mix of pop culture and how the game grows and and becomes its own lore. I guess I would ask you. The women are better than the men at that university, correct? Uh, they've had more success in recent times. Why, yes. Why aren't we just doing the women's games? Why don't you just like if you if you're doing the women's tournament games? Yeah. And then they're going and they're an NCAA tournament type team. And no offense to the men, but the men are not close to that. 
Why not just do women's games on 910 ESPN every season? I'll, I'll do as many as they want to have me do. Uh, coach Meek's fantastic. I called on this station uh, when he was the head coach at Southridge High School, having their run when his girls' teams were winning 6A titles here in Oregon. Oh, he coached uh, He coached high them. School, huh? Then he South went to Ridge. George Fox okay. and succeeded Scott Ruick after he got the gig at Oregon no State. No easy task. And there. won there. Yeah. And then this is his fourth season at, at Portland now, and uh, he's got two conference tournament championships well, in his I, resume and yeah, I'd seen three 21 they, seasons. I saw that they beat Gonzaga, and I assumed, you know, because you weren't back yesterday, I assumed you were on the call of the thing, and then I heard it when you emailed it, and... I guess I'm more just kind of asking, we don't, we didn't follow the men's soccer team at Portland because the women's soccer team was so <laughs> damn good. Yep. Is the basketball, is this becoming the equivalent to that where it's like the women's basketball team is delivering and the men's team just can't quite. Well, I would footing? say, I would say coach Meek is in his fourth season of turning that thing around. Coach Legan's uh, second seed just finished his second and. I think there's a lot of belief and faith that Coach Lakins is the right guy now. Let's talk in two years. Now, Gonzaga in the WCC women's is not what Gonzaga is in the men's. There's sure. no St. Mary's equivalent from the men's to the women's side right now. So it's not quite – you don't have quite those juggernauts at the top of the conference the way you do in the West Coast Conference That's for the men. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't – I don't know anything about Portland. I'm kind of just kind of asking this out. Is the expectation for the men what the women just did? I mean, I know they want that to happen, but that's not that's not the expectation. Yeah, but I think they know it's 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 two totally different things. St. Mary's was better than Portland this year. They lost last night by like 40 points. That game was over quick. Yeah, yeah. Drew Timmy was on a personal mission and all of those sorts of things. So, um, but. No, I think I think there's an expectation that you know BYU's leaving the conference. Uh, I, it was funny. I was talking with Legs uh, there at the tournament, and you go back and and he can count eight games really quick that they were even or tied in the last you know ten minutes of a game that they let slip away for whatever reason, and he's like, that's that's the difference between between. Us and them being I mean, yeah. tournament worthy, and right. and he understands it. And uh, he was pretty, he's been pretty frank and honest about his comments and how things go. And some of it was injuries, some of it was fluky stuff you can't control. Um, but he's already got. I mean, he's already working on the plan. He's already <laughs> knows what he needs to do. Uh, there's a couple of guys that didn't play this season that are going to be in the rotation next year that will change the dynamic of of how that team looks on the floor. Uh, give them some different options. Uh, they're excited about their two freshmen coming in. We'll see if they play or not, or if they'll uh, they can redshirt them and bring them along. Six days in Vegas was that so, right? Yeah. I, so I went Thursday morning. Okay. Uh, and then the men played the six o'clock game Thursday evening. So it was get off the airplane, get in, throw your stuff in the room get your credentials, find a bite to eat, and go call the game. Six days in Vegas, how would you assess that? Because I've, I've, we stayed, when we went as a show in 16 with KT, and by the way, I got a nice text from KT. Yeah. He he basically called you a stiff. 
I'll take he, I'll he, take a picture. It's sitting in my garage. But he the, also called you a bet welcher and wondered if you were ever going to pay it off. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> but uh, no, I'll take a picture of it sitting in the garage. We had the snowstorm before I left, and I couldn't get out and f- ship it anywhere. So it's sitting there. I will be taking care of that when I can get back to my house. I haven't been home yet. Well, yeah, you have a a personal thing going on at your house, so you haven't been home yet. <laughs> but when we went in sixteen, we um. We got there on Friday, and then we stayed Saturday, and the group we were with left Sunday evening, Hmm. and we stayed Sunday evening and got back Monday morning and went immediately to the station to do a show because we were noon to three. Yeah. That Sunday evening stay was a mistake, and I was there for two nights. You were there for six. Like, How did you feel after night three or four? Uh, Well, it was interesting. Well, obviously, the pilots won their opener, so they were playing Friday. So I was busy you know, preparing for that during the day and still checking on things and updating schedules and all that stuff behind the scenes here. Um, so then after Friday, when, when the men's season came to an end, we knew, okay, I don't have anything until Monday. So, yeah. And I had a buddy that came down. Um, so, uh, so yeah, lost, uh, lost 200 bucks in about 40 minutes at the blackjack tables where we were. <laughs> you lost 40 bucks. I lost 200 bucks, 200 bucks in 40 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Did you end up being down coming home? No, I actually ended up making money. Really? Uh, yeah, How we, we, we made it back. Uh, we're up, uh, we're up a hundy something. Okay, okay. So, and after losing the first 200, like boom, like that. Yeah. So we we grind it back. Blackjack? Uh yeah. Just yeah. blackjack? Yep, just playing blackjack. Okay. We you get the big tournament manual from the school that says absolutely under no circumstances does anybody from the university make sports wagers and so Sure. And uh, you know, everybody's wearing all their school stuff. Can you not make a wager on another sport though? Like uh, could you make a futures bet on the NHL or something? I I, I could, okay. but it's they Frown upon it's it. generally frowned upon, so I don't want to cause anybody any problems right there when yeah. I'm on their dime. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it probably is a little different for you too. Like we went to party. Yeah, you go to work, and it's still got to be a little odd. Though. There's no, there's partying going on, and so we had all day Saturday. So uh, yeah, buddy and I we went down uh, down to the strip, and you had a friend down there with you. Yeah, he came down and. Um, you know, just wanted to take, you know, take in a weekend. And I'm like, well, I'll, be, Vegas, I'll right. be down there. Yeah. So let's go. And then, um, so Saturday we kind of did the strip, posted up at a sports bar Saturday, watched the Timbers game. And mm, that was a close one. No, it wasn't. <laughs> they covered the one and a half, uh, they did line. Yep. Um, and then we had to make a hotel change partway through. There was a, a notification of uh, an issue with the water at the hotel we were at. What and, hotel were you at? Uh, we were at the the at the Orleans there where, oh, where the, the tournament was are. going on. Yeah. So then we had to make a hotel change Saturday evening, mm. uh, midstream, and since and so it was way out in Summerlin because there was no block of hotel rooms big enough because the NASCAR race was going on and there was the huge UFC fight Saturday night in Vegas. Oh, John Bones Jones. Yeah, yeah that was right. at T-Mobile. Right. So it was it was nutso. Are you unpack suitcase and hotel guy or you leave everything in bag and throw uh, things around? If now? I'm going to be there that long, yeah. like if I'm just somewhere for a night, um unless there's something I need to hang up for something I don't I want to get unwrinkled. 
Um, mostly I'll stay in the suitcase, but this one, I'll, we were going to be there for a while. So yeah, I unpacked a little bit. Cause when I went to Bandon, I had to share a, a, a room with a buddy and, uh, he was, he's kind of me. I'm, I'm kind of suitcase clothes everywhere. Don't really care about putting things away. Hotel mm. guy. I just don't care. Yeah. And his wife has given him so much grief about that, that he now unpacks and he puts away and he uses dressers. He he took a photo of my my situation oh, of our room in Bandon. Unkemptness. Yeah, where my side of the room was clearly my side, and <laughs> he had to brag to his wife about what side he was on. And I thought that was odd. And then we talked about yeah. it, and I'm like, oh, maybe more people are put away clothes. People. Uh, it depends on how long the stay is. If you're just, you know, if, uh, like you're going down and you got a two game and three night stay in the right, first place, right. you're only there one night. Um, I might hang up a shirt. You know, if I've got a, a button-up or a mm-hmm. polo that I'm going to wear for the game, just so it gets unwrinkled. But yeah. I'll probably leave the suitcase fairly packed. And then, uh, but if you're going to be somewhere, you know, two or three nights, then I'll probably unpack it a little bit. Well, six nights is a long time. It's good to have you back. I know you basically came from the airport to do the show. I, yeah, so, and that was just, that should, was fun. Should take a day off if this happens next year. It's not great. Well, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but uh, yeah, watching uh, there's a bunch of uh, of videos up on the on the um, Twitter feed for the women's basketball team getting off the plane and trophies and oh, yeah. it's always fun when you yeah. buy an extra ticket for the trophy to fly home. It's uh yeah it's it's a big celebration, a big party. Congratulations, to the Lady Pilots, for getting it done against Gonzaga, and uh, maybe the men will get there at some point. But uh, Swigard is back now. Jordan Schultz not on. We got a lot to get to today. Yes, thanks to Jordan for holding the fort down while I was gone. I heard it he, was Yeah. Well, you know, day one was CEO is in town, meet and greet the CEO of our company. Yeah. You missed that. Yeah. Well, um they didn't check with me. Uh well, yeah, you just swag. How did they not do that? It's like the West Coast Conference dates have been up for, you know, months. How dare you, David Field, come <laughs> during the West Coast Conference? How was the town hall? About what you'd probably think. Okay. Uh, pre, you know, pre-thought out questions, and then any other questions? Okay. Two of them. It was a, quote, political debate that was, everybody uh, had, knew all the answers and canned answers. and Yeah, nobody was going to ask questions. Nobody that, felt it, like getting no. fired on Monday? Nobody wanted to ask a question that would broach any uncomfortableness, and so it was uh, just a group of people sitting and quietly watching, and it was 20 minutes. Now, how was the party afterwards? The party was cool. Um... You know, I had to come back for the party because it was later, but the party was cool. There were a lot of good, great clients, and you saw some old clients that we'd had before awesome. that are coming back and met I some new ones. See, we have and... some new mur- murals. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we hired people to come in here and All right. post those things up on our walls, some Portland-themed murals. So uh, a couple things have changed. We had a nice little party while you were gone, but we got a busy show today. Brady Henderson's going to hop on at 7.30, ESPN Seahawks beat reporter. Yep, they got Geno uh, under contract. Yes, they do. Seems I mean, like a fair and reasonable... I thought it was a great meet. deal for both sides. Yeah. Geno got a bag, Seahawks didn't way overpay, and it's not They're not long-term. tied in super long-term. And, and uh, will they address the quarterback spot for the future in their draft with their pick? We'll talk to Brady Henderson about that at 7.30. And 8 o'clock, we will talk with Kate Fagan, formerly of ESPN, and obviously one of the... Uh, most famous sports authors out there. She's got a new book, Hoop, uh, Hoop Muses, an insider's guide to pop culture and the women's game. Uh, it's a uh, it's an interesting book because her last one, she went deeply personal about her father, 
And in this one, it's more of like a, a fun retelling of the history and the flair of the of, of women's hoops. And so I kind of want to know like what brought her to go from one end of the spectrum book-wise to this end of the spectrum. So we'll talk with Kate Fagan uh, coming up at 8 a.m. But we, we're going to get it going. I want to start in the relative neighborhood of where you just came from. It's conference tournament week. It starts today for the Pac-12 and we'll talk a little bit about that next. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Wednesday. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law all right, welcome back in. 6.20 a.m. here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, and, of course, the Odyssey app. I hope your Wednesday morning's off to a great start. Now, now from the fan. All righty. We're uh, already shooting to the Sports Center update, no, huh? No, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm double-clicking buttons too okay, fast in here. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's going to be one of those days. I Look, apologize. I, uh, I I really do believe if this situation arises next year, which it probably will, you should just be taking this day off. You landed. What time did you land? 10? We landed at, uh, yeah, 9.50. And you immediately found out when you landed, amidst all the hysteria and happiness, you found out you couldn't even go home straight from the well, airport. Well, I knew, I knew that. I got word of that uh, while I was down in Vegas. But then you, you had to stay. So in then, homes. so so then, yeah. So I still then we had to go get our bags because you know it wasn't a quick. I actually right. had to check a bag here. Mm-hmm. I had to take stuff for six days in Vegas with the radio equipment and all that. Right. I couldn't just have a you know small little roller suitcase. Uh, and then, yes, then I had to go to economy lot and get my car. Yeah. Uh, and then drive, uh, drive down to, to the parents down there. What uh, time did you go to bed? 1130? 12? Uh, well, I got there. Then I had to just, you know, say hi and tell mom, all, all, you know, what going on. So probably midnight and the alarm went off at 430. And I don't know how much I actually slept. Yeah, you probably didn't sleep very. You're, you're, deeply you're not in your own bed, and it's like okay, but you know you're. And in, you're also kind of thinking, I don't want to miss the alarm. Don't so want to miss the yeah. alarm. You're yep. still wired from what happened. I mean, they, you know. <laughs> I just want you to know, next year, if this happens, I'm telling you as a coworker, take okay. the day, just right. take the day, recharge the batteries, whatever it takes. I just, I felt bad when you walked in and told me your schedule. Yeah, that's a late one. Uh, but conference tournaments can do that to us. It's conference tournament yeah. week. You're still get everybody's giddy. 
Everybody's There's excited. There's going to be a uh, selection show watch party for the women on the bluff Sunday night. That's always great when you do the live check-in with the teams waiting to see yep. what they're seated and they're where they're playing. They're looking around the 11, 12 seed is probably where they'll come in. Okay. Uh, Pac-12 tournament starts today. Yes. Our beeves are uh, going to see if they can capture some some magic somehow, so some I, way. I've been pretty bluntly honest on this. I've watched maybe a, a game game's worth of action. Like if you accumulated all yeah. the times I watched, and that includes the one you went to at the PKI. Um. Oh well, yeah. I guess I forgot about that because they got bludgeoned by Florida. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, two. Let's call it two. <laughs> Two games. I know they're baby beavers. They've got a kid named Jordan Pope who's amazing. Yep. They got a kid uh, who, uh, Billado, I think, Bilodeau, the other freshman yeah, that, that they like. That familiar. Uh, and, you know, there's people now going, well, what can Wayne Tinkle do with him next year? And I'm, okay. And I know the Ducks have been a, a pretty big disappointment considering how they recruit and who they have on their roster. Yeah, the Ducks are scary because they are finally got everybody back from a laundry list of injuries. They got the fourth seed late, so yeah. they don't play today. They play tomorrow yep. at two uh, thirty, right here on 1080 The Fan. But even though UCLA is dealing with a a big injury, it still feels like them or Arizona are yeah. pretty sizable favorites in this tournament. Does that feel that way to you? It does, but I think for the tournament's sake, they'd like to see somebody maybe roust an upset because there's still a chance that they may only get those two teams in. I had a Duck fan tell me yesterday, Oregon's the four seed of this conference tournament. They're and, a bubble team. They're like first four out right now on a lot of the bracketology things. And we've seen Dana Altman pull off years where Absolutely. they win the whole thing. And you're yep. like, what? I had a Duck fan yesterday tell me. I had lunch with a Duck fan. And he straight up looked at me because we I brought up conference tournament starting. And he goes, I don't want this team to be in the tournament. They're not good. They're an NIT team. And I, I think that's a position a lot of fans are holding about the Oregon. Now, obviously, you'd be well, happy they're... if they won the conference tournament, but yeah. realistically, it feels like this team wins a game and then probably loses the second game. Just their inconsistencies all year. I know injuries have been a part of that, but yep. still. Uh, the biggest The biggest issue for them now that they are healthy is still getting consistent three-point shooting. Because if they got multiple guys making threes, Bartholomew now out there, um, Quisnard. Um, I swear to God, I think you're making names. Quincy Gurrier. If yeah, those Gurrier, guys, I know. There you go. And uh, Folly Dante, I know. And Folly Dante is the one thing that, and he he was first conference all Pac-12. I saw that team got announced. And so, um, yeah, now that he's healthy with all his knees, he's scary down there. So, again, that's a matchup issue where if Portland gets the right matchup, uh, a team that doesn't have a lot of size down low, they can feed in Folly Dante. And... You mean Oregon? Yeah. You said Portland. I... Oh, sorry. Well, you, you wish Portland was the four seed in the WCC, huh, with a chance to get in that bubble? Yeah. Uh, well, both the both the four seeds got upset in the uh, WCC. Well, I just I, I'm kind of gauging – you know, conference tournaments. See, have I think Oregon and... could do this. They beat. What do you mean, do this? Win it? I think they could win the conference. You tournament. think they could beat UCLA and Arizona? Or well, Arizona? I think they only got a. Well, I think you play one of them, right? They're on the UCLA's the one seed, right? Mm-hmm. So Oregon's on their side, so they'd have to beat them. I think Arizona could get upset. They've had some teams knock them off, including Oregon. Yeah. 
Um, ASU is kind of hot and cold. Like maybe OSU can have a shot, but I don't, I don't really put a lot yeah, of eggs in that basket. In, there's a lot of wondering how much more Bobby Hurley is for that job. Yeah. But they, you know, they've had an okay year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what expectations an issue are. Huge wins, uh, and that's the problem. Outside of Arizona and UCLA, the rest of the conference have been massively inconsistent. Yeah, and unfortunately for UCLA, who may get a one seed out of this thing, uh, they have an injury now. To I forget the kid's name, but he had a lower body injury mm-hmm. uh, at the end of their season. I, you know, Pac-12 conference tournament. I don't know. I'll I'll have it on. I don't know if I'm intently watching it. I've 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 been honest about this, man. As a basketball fan, it's hard for me to watch that product. It just is. And it's March Madness, so it starts to kind of rope you in with the the crowd and the cheerleaders and the chants and the the environment that's well, not the at crazy home stuff. court. You get yeah. northern Arizona, the nine seed in the big sky that's gonna play for the championship. Yeah, you get stuff like that and it's you know, it makes it more entertaining. The small tournaments are done it's or like to be Merrimack up. who wins their conference tournament, but because of the transition. How from... about that story? That's ridiculous. Fairly Dickinson yeah. like, overtook them because of some weird stipulations. Well, they, they are transitioning from D two or three to division one, and there's rules in there that you're not immediately eligible to make the tournament that's just stupid that's stupid you yeah. win your conference tournament you're in you should get in you should have a ticket punched yeah yeah I, I i didn't like that i thought that was a weird story but conference tournaments are here and you know we've got fan madness going on um, i know we got two versions of it too we got the i know we're gonna have two weeks and... multiple locations yep we will uh i will be making an appearance out there with dirt we're not doing our show out there uh, but Danny yeah. and Dusty, I, we keep saying Danny and Dusty. I, I don't think Danny's going to be at the first ones, at least. Yeah, I don't know how long he's out with his uh, with his hip. At hip. Two weeks at least. Yeah. And so that would be week two. And so it's probably just going to be Dusty at A-Line A, and then Isaac Atsuk will be at A-Line A. Yep. As we bring back fan madness. But conference tournaments start today, Pac-12 conference tournament. And... We'll see how I feel about it. I haven't really been excited about the season. I don't know how to feel about the conference in general. Yeah, the Beavs have the late game tonight at 8.30. So. But uh, the the NCAA tournament is wide open based on what Vegas is telling me. There's not, like, I think it's Houston is the favorite, and they're at six plus 6.50. Yeah, I imagine by the end of it, depending on what Kansas does in the Big 12 tournament, if they win another one of those, I think they will get to be the betting favorite to to repeat. Yeah, it's not a bad one. They've had a pretty good year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, conference tournaments are here. The smaller ones are wrapping up, and some of the larger ones are getting underway. North Carolina's of interest. Like, you could have a team that was in the title game bringing guys back this year not make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they 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 need a couple wins. I think they, they might even have to get to the final and yeah. knock off some teams. So I could see them getting to the semis and the, you know— the committee giving them, throwing them a ball. Well, it'll be interesting to see in some of those smaller leagues if if a team that's probably in of their own gets upset and, you know, somebody steals a bid. That's what Carolina... Carolina's hoping for chalk in all of the smaller conferences. Right. So they don't have to uh, sweat it out. But they've got to get... I think they have to get to the finals. Well, I, I think that's a fair expectation given how awful their season's been. But it's also North Carolina... I don't know if you want to keep out a they North Carolina brand. Damn near lost to the Pilots at the PKI. They're not, they were not a good team this year. Three-point game sure. with a minute to go. Uh, so conference tournaments will uh, tip off today. Uh, I think the first game is at 2.30. 
uh, noon. Washington State. Is it noon? There's noon, 2.30, and then 6 and 8.30. Washington State, Oregon State play their games. We open the Pac-12 tournament. Um, let's, uh, let's stay in basketball, but let's talk about the discourse of this conversation and why it's taken this turn. We'll get to that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We'll get into the NFL stuff coming up. All the quarterback uh, news that came out yesterday as the tag deadline was 1 o'clock our time. And then an update on one quarterback. Maybe talking to another team. But uh, I want to get to this, so... This kind of happened in the middle of the show yesterday. Uh, Kendrick Perkins of ESPN, he went on a few days ago and talked about the MVP stuff and Nikola Jokic. And, you know, it's, it's kind of become, I think it's one thing to debate, you know, is Giannis the MVP? Joel Embiid is on fire right now. And the Sixers are hanging around the standings because of him. And then obviously you've got Jokic who, you know, the advanced analytics and all the numbers he has kind of suggests this is like groundbreaking stuff we're seeing in the NBA in the history of offensive basketball. You want to debate those guys in terms of like who you think the best player is, who brings the most value. I think that's all well and good. Kendrick Perkins, however, decided to go on ESPN a couple days ago and tell the world that the voters are 80% white. And to think about why Jokic is the favorite and maybe on his way to winning three straight MVPs, which I believe has not been done since Larry Bird did it in the 80s. Now, people have already course-corrected that statement. I think we calculated it's not 80% of voters are white. It's less than that. But Kendrick Perkins ran with that narrative, basically hinting at the old racist line. The white voters are voting for the white guy. And J.J. Redick has been a machine at ESPN. They put him on with Chris Mad Dog Russo. They put him on with Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. Smith. You name it. And J.J. Redick will go up there and single-handedly eviscerate every single one of their incredibly dumb arguments that they usually come up with. And Kendrick Perkins was on this broadcast. J.J. Redick on first take. Uh, had this to say about Kendrick Perkins' remarks from a few days prior. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I you ju- not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, I did. Yes, not, you did. That I is did exactly not, what I you implied, Kendrick Perkins. Not, 
That is I exactly not, what you implied. Secondly, not, hold on, did, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up We all know like what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied this time. Hold on. I stated the time. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. Which is usually not a good response for somebody who's being cornered and being told that they're wrong is when they just start screaming and talking over the other person and stating that they indeed have the facts. It's not the facts. So, I mean, uh, you can say that as many times as you want. I wish we could, Swigard, isolate the, I, I did not, I, I did not, I, I, I did not. How many times did he drop that? Like 10 or 11? And it just, I'm glad J.J. Reddick did that. But I think it also highlights a part of the problem is that that's the conversation we're having. It's not like, hey, man, Joel Embiid, holy crap, how good is he? The Sixers have not done him a lot of uh, a lot of great moves have, have not been made in Philadelphia. They've tried. Maybe this is the year that they surprise people and they get to a conference finals, or hell, maybe they pull an upset because Joel Embiid is that good. Or, hey, Giannis, two-way player, you know, franchise leader, won a championship in Milwaukee. Can he get two? Can the Milwaukee Bucks get two championships? Or Jokic, Denver's the one seed by a a far margin. They're up on the Kings now, who overtook the Grizzlies yesterday for the two seed. And Jokic is doing things offensively we just haven't seen. And my God, how does he do it? He looks doughy and slow and looks like he's goofy. And But he goes out there and he's kind of a basketball savant. Those are things I'd love to hear about. Not... Voters are white, so they're going to vote for the white guy. Excuse me. Yeah, you call racism when racism's actually happening. This league is predominantly black, and the winners of the awards have been predominantly black. Because a couple white guys have won the MVP does not mean racism. It just It's quality of basketball here. And these are the things that I mentioned as a guy who watched Lakers-Grizzlies last night, and I thought it was a great game. Big win for the, the Lakers. The Grizzlies, uh, you know, they they falter, they lose. The jaw thing's hanging over them. Pau Gasol's crying, gets his jersey retired. There was some good stuff that happened. This is the discourse, Swigard, that I really hate. I'm glad J.J. Reddick called it out. But, like, the fact that we're spending the time on national television to talk about the MVP this way instead of, Man, how good are all three of these dudes? And then you just give your own opinion of who you think the best, most valuable one is. Yeah, I I don't know if ESP ESPN's not gonna change the model, but JJ Reddick undressing him on live television was fantastic. No, that yeah, some of the nonsense stuff, some of the just I I don't know I don't know how certain programming gets ratings at this point. Maybe I'm just becoming old curmudgeon guy. It, it's just noise and people just shouting over one another now just to look like they're not backing down. We love conflict. I mean, we do. That's that's why reality television rates so well. I just played the clip on the radio show. It's not like I'm the only one doing that. No, no, no. no, I understand that, but uh, we love conflict. Yeah, but that's I don't know. Is it really? I mean, there's an honest debate between any of those top guys. They're all having fantastic years carrying their teams not according to vegas vegas has Jokic at like minus 200 to win that's hmm. that's a pretty big sizable lead i would say in winning the mvp yeah um but i think you know also one i think nba voters are much more 
uh, about recency bias. That that's one where I feel like okay, let's now that everybody's paying attention in the playoff races and all these games coming down the stretch. If one of those guys has a ridiculous stretch, if Giannis goes off, if Embiid goes off, or something, I, then I think that has more of a likelihood to flip things. But but you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can really take anything away. What Jokic does is. I think part of it is he's just not your prototypical athlete. No, not at all. And so you're just amazed at how somebody that looks like that, <laughs> uh, in terms of his his just his physical presence, um, is is that skilled at that big lumbering. You know, he's not super. I mean, you look at Giannis and you're just mesmerized by his athleticism. It's like how does a guy that big have that much agility and and those sorts of things and what he can do at seven feet tall uh it's just it's just sort of a different sort of amazement between how the two are so efficient i undersold it FanDuel and caesars bet mgm etc have Jokic at minus 300 to minus 400 i mean that's wow. yeah that's basically that's a, a done deal. favorite that's a that's a that's a done deal i don't think anything's going to change that even Embiid, too. Embiid, I mean, he looks more the part than Jokic because of his body type. He doesn't look quite as doughy. But even watching him operate, like, he's dribbling through his legs. He's, you know, spinning around in the post. He's shooting these perimeter. You just watch it, and you're, like, mesmerized by the fact that he has the ability yeah. to put the touch on the ball and, and to just be. You mentioned Giannis's agility. Like, to be as have the agility at, at Joel Embiid's size, too. It's remarkable. You see him hit the ground, and I think most fans will hold their breath like, he's going to be hurt, and he just gets up. <laughs> yep. It's just second nature for him. Jokic, he's not fast. He isn't hyper-athletic, and yet he's operating like a point center. I, I just, it's, I don't think you have a wrong answer per se. I think Giannis no. is the MVP for me, but metrics and, you know, one seed in the West, and I, I think for the first time since the 80s, we're, we're going to have, a three-time MVP, and I, I would just like to state for the record, I don't believe it's because of racism. I think it's because think he's so. a really good player. He's a really good player. Um, and the I think if you look at the numbers of the the offensive offensive efficiency when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor, um, it's pretty stark for the Nuggets. They they bog down when he's not out there. The Nuggets don't have a national television televised game where they're beating the Phoenix Suns. Without Jokic, correct. The Bucks just did this. Yeah, I don't think that should necessarily take away from the MVP stuff, but I think it just proves to it goes to show like yeah. Giannis has got a good team. He does. He has a good yep. team around him. When they're healthy, they can they can compete. So I I don't know, man. I I just think the whole Kendrick Perkins is fine, but sometimes he says outlandish things, and I I was just glad JJ Reddick called that out. I, yeah. I thought that was stupid. You, you need to yeah. If you want to make a point, make a point. Right. If you honestly believe something, then fine. Yeah. But don't scream in racism. Don't because throw you don't something like out is, there. Yeah. If it, you know. Let's get to football. Uh, there's been a yeah. lot of quarterback moves. You got to catch me up because I was catching. I, I caught bits and pieces and headlines and ticker things, but I don't know everything that went down. Okay. Well, we'll start in Baltimore. That was the big one. Was Lamar going to get tagged? He did, and we'll start there in the NFL quarterback. Uh, Storylines that are going on right now. We'll do it next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. We got Brady Henderson in the second hour of the show. Seahawks beat reporter. Kate Fagan at 8 a.m. She's got a new book coming out. 
Are we maybe doing a Statter story? Should I tease that or no? I might have to uh, ask for a mulligan and come hard with wow. it tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. You're going to get emails. That's fine. Okay. I, I will. Things were not uh, quite uh, working seamlessly as I was trying to get in here. and They also weren't working while you were gone yeah. uh, in certain regards. So I but... need to follow up on a few things. Yes. So I, I, I could not take care of the pre-show things as quickly as I normally do. So, well, you missed a lot in the quarterback world, buddy. Yeah, I saw it. It was Lamar and Aaron Rodgers were the only things I like saw all the time. Like Carr is a Saint, Geno's a Seahawk. Yes, pretty. I'd say pretty reasonable deals for both guys. You didn't look at the deals and go, "Wow, they paid that." Yeah, the Daniel Jones thing we'll get to. That was. I had to do like a quadruple check. Like, this well, is real? In the details, I, I'm curious how much of that is guaranteed and how quickly they could get out of it if they wanted to. Um, yeah, I, th- I still think people saw it and went, what? Yeah, <laughs> He's going to get how much in year one? He's going to play for that? Uh, and we'll get to that coming up. But yesterday we were wondering as we signed off on the show, would the Ravens tag Lamar Jackson? I I thought that they would. It seemed like a no-brainer move for them. They keep a quarterback. Now, they did a non-exclusive tag, so he'll make roughly $32.4 million. Um, but he has the ability to go get another contract from a different team. So if a team so chooses to go after Lamar, they have to give up multiple picks to the Ravens if the Ravens decide not to yeah, match two the number contract. Ones. Two number ones, two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. And, you know, it's interesting. I Yesterday, all the news comes out. Different guys were tagged. Quarterbacks are kind of leading the charge here. There, there was multiple reports from, from NFL reporters about what teams were not going to go after Lamar. And I found that really interesting. Uh, not that it's surprising teams don't want to, but it's the teams that said they weren't going to go after Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no news no news here. The Atlanta Falcons, for example, via Diana Rossini, said they weren't going after Lamar. I thought that was okay. Maybe Arthur Smith really does like Desmond Ritter, and he wants to see what he's going to be this year. Full first year as a starting quarterback. Mariota's gone now. Here you go. Here's the reins. The Dolphins announced, and maybe they're going to stick with Tua. They got Tua, and they think he'll stay concussion-free. And you know what? He was humming before he got hurt uh, multiple times. They got to the playoffs, and they came damn close to upsetting Buffalo, even with Skylar Thompson. Uh, okay. The Raiders are iffy on on Lamar Jackson. I just, to have, and I thought J.J. Watt said this well yesterday on social media, All these teams, mostly terrible teams, just announcing via reporters that they're not going after Lamar Jackson. We can get into this, but I I guess I I, I think I can argue with somebody about how good is Lamar. Like yesterday I got into a back and forth on Twitter about is Lamar better than Dak Prescott? Now, I think he is. This person was saying definitely not. Dak is easily the better quarterback. Dak is this, Dak is that. That's okay. We can we can agree to disagree on where he ranks. But it's almost to a level, Swigard, where I'm kind of wondering, like, do we think he can't play the position at all? Because people are certainly treating it as if it's ridiculous to give him a contract. I think this is where Lamar not having an agent hurts him. Because an agent would be out there spinning, you know, 
uh, quotes or leaking specific information to the press. He would they would be talking about the teams that are interested in him, even if it's a you know not you know, somebody just made a phone call to him and says, "Hey, would he be interested in meeting with us?" All of a sudden, that gets spun into you know this team now expressing interest in that the spin here would help Lamar one try to drum up. Because now he's got to have a bidding war. I mean, maybe Baltimore looks great, you know, in terms of how they ran the business. It might be a little icy, and and I don't know if the relationship is forever soured between Lamar and the franchise. But from a business standpoint, they they may look real smart at the end of this, and in whatever contract gets signed, or if they keep him on, you know, the the that franchise number and end up getting a longer-term deal at, at more their rates. I want to get into that because I was wondering the same thing, how not having an agent has damaged him financially at this point and why he's not willing to budge off of that sticking point. But also, let's let's talk about him just in general because the season ended with an injury, and that's what people immediately point to. But somebody got paid yesterday that I would point to and say, hmm, this kind of – This kind of goes against the argument against Lamar Jackson. So we'll get into that. We'll talk with Brady Henderson in the second hour of the show. Hour two, Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app, uh, 99.5 HD2, and of course, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.